If you are going on a trip with somebody, please promise me you will listen to this whole episode, okay? I want to save your relationships, all right? I want you to have friends after the trip as well as before the trip. I want your relationships to thrive. People just assume if one person is a planner and the other person is not a planner, it's going to go great, false. You have to ask specific questions before you go on your trip in order to have the best trip. Expectations will be built in your head. And if you haven't talked about the other person's travel style, if you haven't answered these questions with them, you are setting yourself up for not necessarily a bad trip, but not as great of a trip if you would have just covered these questions in advance. So promise me you'll listen to the whole thing, okay? Okay, I'm trusting that you said yes. But welcome to episode three of So You Want to Travel with me, your host, Megan O. I'm so happy that you're here, especially given the topic of this video. We're going to talk about questions that it's very important for you to ask your friend or significant other or spouse before you go on a trip. Because y'all, just like love languages, there are travel styles. There's a way in which you travel. But I first want to share my experience about why this is so important. Let me tell you about my travel experiences where I wish I would have had these questions in advance. First experience that comes to mind was the first trip that I went on with a friend. We went to Paris for a day and then we spent two weeks in Italy. Thank goodness we were both very forgiving and we have already talked about this and kind of like set everything straight. This was also a long time ago, but it wasn't even the worst of the experiences. So I'm going to share two experiences. This one's not as bad as the second one. I am very much not a planning type. If you do know anything about MBTI, I'm a P. I am the P-est of P's. MBTI is like a test that you can take that gives you kind of an acronym that describes more about you. So if someone was like, oh, what's your MBTI? In telling them these four letters, you can get kind of an understanding as to who someone is. So for example, J means you're a planner. P means you're more spontaneous. And I am like 92% spontaneous. So I don't plan things. My friend and I are very similar in many ways, but she is definitely a little bit more of a planner than me. So she went ahead, bought all the Airbnbs. She went ahead and kind of came up with itineraries. And I'm over here going, I just want to go to Italy. I don't really care what we do. And so it led to us going on this trip. She had all these you know, plans and I was just kind of along for the ride. But we started to kind of face some conflicts along the way. I specifically remember we were in Rome. We met with some guys. She really liked one of these guys. And for me, I've had a lot of bad experiences with, with guys, especially abroad. And so I have my walls up way more than, than she does. And she kind of finds like her fountain love. We're in front of this fountain and she's having her like lovey-dovey moment. And I'm over here on the side with the boy's friend. And I am negative percent interested in this guy. And I'm just kind of having to play this weird game of like, I'm not into you at all, but I'll still talk. And my social battery is quite tired because we've been doing a lot of things. But I also don't want to ruin her moment because she's having this moment with a guy so you can imagine where this went. Like, I kind of just started to feel like I was being used, but she totally would have left with me if I said I was uncomfortable, but I also didn't want to leave her because she's with a stranger and I don't want to leave my friend with a stranger. But we hadn't asked questions in advance, so we didn't have a plan. What do we do in this situation? There's a lot of ways in which we didn't have a bad trip, but when we went home, we definitely kind of had all these like, expectations on both sides that weren't met 
And I remember kind of just towards the end of the trip, we started to clash a little bit, kind of getting under each other's skin. That was example one. Here's example two. Example two, much worse. I come to Korea with my friend. We did not talk in advance about the different travel styles. Some people are really okay to be alone on their trip. Sometimes people actually thrive being able to just go see the place for themselves, not be with somebody else necessarily. They would love to go do things with other people, but they're also chill to just go explore that by themselves. Meanwhile, some people will not do anything unless they are with somebody else. The idea of being alone in a foreign country is scary and terrifying. And this concept of doing things separately is terrifying and scary, doesn't make sense to that person. So I went on a trip. I'm very solo, independent, don't mind doing things on my own. My friend was very the opposite. I will only do things with somebody else. We show up in Korea. This was back when quarantine was still a, a thing. So I, for two weeks, start freaking out. Like, I don't know how to do anything in Korea. This is the very first time I come to Korea. I didn't know how to take the bus. I didn't do my research. Y'all, there's a reason why my channel exists on YouTube to help people who are coming to South Korea. It's because I wish I would have had this information in advance and I didn't think to do the research. I didn't think to find the answers to these questions in advance. So I come and I'm in quarantine. I made some friends on Bumble BFF because I started panicking like, I don't know how to do anything. How am I going to get anywhere? And I made a guy friend on Bumble BFF and he was like, hey, when you get out of quarantine, I'd be happy to show you around, show you how the buses work, show you how to take the subway, show you good areas to go eat, how to eat at restaurants. I'm over here going, yes, please help me. I'm terrified. And it was a guy though. So I invite my friend who I didn't know this at the time, but she's the type of person that won't do anything unless somebody is with her. I tell her, hey, there's this guy who's willing to take me and, and show me around the city and stuff. Would you like to come with me so that we can go and learn how to like be here? We're going to be here for three months. We can go and learn how to be here together. And she totally understandably was denying because she's like, I think I'm like interrupting a date. Like, I don't want to interrupt your date. But in my head, I'm going, I don't think of it as a date. Like, it's not that I didn't see it as a date, but I wasn't going there for the intention of I want to go on a date with this guy. I am solely going because I'm panicking and I need to know how to live in this country. And we don't know diddly squat. But I totally understood why she didn't come. But looking back on it, I should have just pushed her to come with me because I didn't know she was the kind of person that will only go unless somebody's with her. I thought she would stay in like maybe the area of the Airbnb, go to some restaurants. It wasn't that big of a deal in my head. I'm like, oh, she'll just chill and do her own thing. When I came home, I found out she didn't leave the room at all. And we had just spent two weeks inside of quarantine. So we couldn't leave our hotel room at all. So she spent her first day in Korea in one tiny room, like our Airbnb was a last minute purchase. It, it was not a place that I would wish anybody to stay for a whole day. And so it still breaks my heart to know how that unfolded. I made a lot of mistakes and I still look back on it just really sad. Like I really wish that I could go back and kind of change how things unfolded. We didn't know how to best love the other person. And yeah, it ended in the loss of a friend that meant a lot to me. So these are two examples as to why I really hope you can take me seriously, get out the pen and paper, and write down some of these questions that I hope that you can ask whoever you are going on a trip with. So let's get right into these questions. I think it's best if you write these down and you answer them yourself, and then you exchange answers with the person that you're going on a trip with, 
it's better for you to answer these questions with whomever you're going to travel before you decide to go on a trip with them, honestly, because if you end up kind of clashing a bit, it's totally okay if you end up clashing because you don't already have the trip planned. But if you already do have the trip planned and you do plan to go with this person, it's still better to answer these questions separately so you're getting the most raw and authentic answers from one another so that you're the best prepared and nobody's kind of like just coming up with the better answer for the sake of the other person, for the sake that we've bought the tickets. And both go into it with an open mind saying, I am here to learn about you so that we collectively can have the best trip. So first question, and it's basically like the overall question that you're trying to answer. And the other questions will help you answer the number one most important question. Number one most important question, what is your ideal trip? You're trying to figure out what does your ideal trip look like so that we can try to match and make sure we're both achieving our ideal trip. So the first like sub question to answer this number one overall question is, how do you plan for a trip? Some people will say, I don't plan. Some people are like, oh, I just like to make sure everything. No, 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 we gotta, we gotta go into details. So you need to answer, are you a hour by hour? Do you plan things and you set timetables? Like from, we're gonna wake up at 8.45, we're gonna be out of the house by 10, and we're gonna go take this tour that's like 11 o'clock. I bought the Airbnb nearby so that we don't have to walk very far. Maybe we can take like a stroll detour to a cafe. Are you like a detailed hour by hour, hour person? Are you maybe more of like the open list of ideas? Like here's the place we're going to. Here's the list of things that we could do in that city. I don't really care if we're doing it specifically at certain times, but on this day, we should go to this place, this place, this place, because they're close. Or maybe you just have a whole list for the whole city. You don't even specify days, but you just have a list of places that you could go to and kind of play it by ear. Or maybe you really don't plan at all. You are just happy to buy the ticket and figure it out when you get there. Maybe make some friends, hear about what's the good places to go, what are the hot spots, learn from the people. You super don't mind not planning at all, more of like a free-spirited person. If I tell you that I'm not the planning type, you can probably already figure out like where I lean on this list. I would probably say I lean towards like, let's just have possible things that we could do. I don't match them to specific days. I lean more on like the open-ended side of things. That sounds like literal hell to somebody who is a planner. So if those two people are coming to, together, a, a super, super planner and a non-planner, that is going to end up clashing if the person is so relaxed and the planner is kind of expecting input. But again, if you answer this question, you hear the other person's response, you have to now kind of negotiate slash understand the other person's response. If someone is an hour by hour, you have to go before this trip starts. You have to go into it saying, are we going to both collectively stick to the schedule? If you say yes and you're not the planning type, then you better know what you're getting yourself into. The hour by hour people are legit. They are with it. They are a different breed of animal, honestly, <laughs> different breed of human. But if you yourself are not that way and that sounds stressful and that sounds non relaxing, like non-exciting, like I'm going to vacation to relax and chill, you're going to have to meet somewhere in the middle and you have to remind each other where you met, like what line that you've met at. So if the hour by hour person is like, we got to get to the next thing, the other person has the right to say, hey, remember, we made the decision. We're not doing the hour by hour. We're doing like the little bit more relaxed and vice versa. The really relaxed person has to understand we're going to at least have places like boxes to check each day. 
And so don't try to like sway off of the plan. Try to keep to at least the, the generalized plan. This is probably one of the biggest giveaways of if you guys will travel well together. If you're both non-planning people, I think you should at least have a general idea of places that you could go because you, if you become too much of the non-planning type, you run the risk of just wasting your money and kind of just like chilling at home or you spend a lot of time doing research when if you would have just done a little bit of research in advance, you would have had more time to like go out and have fun. If you are the hour by hour person, always add extra time to everything and always have like a free space window. You can always overextend how long you stay somewhere and then end up cutting it short than if you were to only say, we're only going to spend an hour here, but then you end up wanting to spend two hours and then the whole rest of your schedule gets like. So always add buffer time, especially transportation. A lot of things go wrong, especially transportation wise. So if you do research and it says it's going to take 30 minutes to get there, it's your first day in the country. Give yourself like an hour and a half to two hours. Again, if you get there and you have more than enough time, that's better than if you have that whole plan and then everything starts to get like falling behind. But again, these are just like what I've learned the hard way. Next question, what is your budget, especially per day? A rough idea. If you're like, I don't know, give it a scale. One, I want to be very tight with money all the time. Ten, we are so free, relaxed, loose don't care at all, give yourself at least a spectrum. If one person is like a nine and the other person's a two, you can obviously see how that's gonna clash when maybe the person wants to go to the super fancy restaurant because it's got beautiful views, but the person that is maybe on the cheaper side of things is like, we can get that view for free if we cl climb up the side of the mountain and then we can get like some food uh, from like the street stand because it'll be so much cheaper and probably tastes better, you know? So you wanna say, what is your budget per day for the whole trip? And make sure you go into that both knowing what the other person's budget is. Who pays is a really good question to ask. Who's gonna buy the accommodation? Is it gonna go on my Airbnb account or is it gonna go on her Airbnb account? Because if for some reason something goes wrong, that person could get left a review. And if that is not a good review, but it's because your friend was the one that came and your friend was the one that made the noise, but now your account makes it look like you're a noisy person. You know, who's gonna pay for things under what name when you go out to eat and you wanna go out to restaurants, do you just wanna use one card for the sake of convenience and then split the fee at the end? Do you wanna do like a, I'll pay at this restaurant and then you pay at the other restaurant? People who have like maybe more of a freer budget wouldn't mind doing that, but somebody who's maybe tighter on money if you go to a restaurant and you spend, I don't know, $30 between the two of you, go to the next restaurant, you spend $50 between the two of you, some people might say, ah, it's fine. It's not that big of a difference. But then if that happens every time, you start going 35, 50, 25, 70. It's like, oh, I'm starting to feel like this isn't balancing out well. So do we want to keep like a strict budget? One person pays for all of the meals and then we just split it down the middle at the end of the trip. So who is going to pay for miscellaneous things, experiences, food, tickets? Next, friends. This is huge. Are we interested in bringing other people along on, on our trip, like meeting people along the way and bringing them along for the ride? Or are we hoping for it to be just the two of us? <laughs> How do I not? Just the two of us. We can make it if we try. Just the two of us. <laughs> just the two of us. Okay, anyways, I'm done. <laughs> If we want it to just be the two of us, that means when we go on a tour and we meet a couple, we don't invite them to come to dinner. 
we're doing this, just the two of us. This is huge for couples as well, especially if you're thinking of going on like a honeymoon. Some people will say, I just want it to be the two of us. And you keep inviting like Bill and, and Mary on dinners. Like, where's the romanticness in it just being the four of us? Like, I want it to just be the two of us. Maybe you have a rule where you have like a code phrase and you go to the bathroom and you talk about it or you text and say, hey, I think they're really cool. Would you mind if I invited them to dinner tonight? And if she says no, you don't get super mad. You've already talked about this in advance that if she says no, it's because she just wants it to be the two of you. Maybe if one person's super extroverted, the other person's more introverted, you can decide, let's take it one day at a time. And today I would be open if we did meet somebody for them to join us. At least just talk about this question. And another reason why it's so important is the follow-up question. How do you feel about alone time? And this, you know, you heard my story from the beginning. If that person likes alone time or if that sounds scary to them or maybe a little bit, but not too often, get specific with this one. How often do you mind having alone time? How often do you desire alone time? This kind of also goes into the planning part of it. Do we want to have like a start time for possible activity to start slash a end time. Like I want to make sure I'm home by this because I will need to recharge. This will be tiring. It depends on the couple. It depends on the friendship. But if you talk about this in advance, if you know that this person needs more alone time, you won't be offended if they try to escort like themselves away. <laughs> if they kind of check themselves out for the evening, try to just be honest up front how much alone time you would like. And with alone time, you got, you got to get really specific with this one because it can also change day to day. Maybe you thought you would be more up for more things, but then you get there and by day four, you brought new shoes and they started hurting your feet. And so you just really don't have it in you anymore to keep going like full all out every day. And it's so important to talk about this because if you say you want it to just be the two of you, and you don't want to maybe invite many friends along the journey, like you're happy to talk to people if you're out, but you don't want to invite many friends along the journey. But then day four, you're getting really tired and your significant other or your friend is like, I'm killing it. I'm doing great. Like my feet don't hurt. I want to go do all the things. You have to be able to be flexible as you go to say, hey, you know, this trip is hitting me harder than I thought. So if you meet somebody feel free to invite them with us on the next dinner because then maybe you can stay out and I'm just going to go home early. I don't want to like damper, you know, put a damper on your trip. The more communication, the better, y'all. This is like relationship advice, but it's it's so true, right? You want to communicate. You want to be honest. Do nightly checkups because both of you have to be honest and both of you just be open-minded. If you're going on a trip with somebody that's not the same travel style as you, you have to understand that you need to be flexible. And there's a bunch of little things that will come up as you answer these questions. Something that kind of comes under that alone time is also accommodation type. And this will also come after like the whole budget, like what is your budget question? Because there are different styles of ways that you can stay. And there's different types of Airbnbs, different types of hotels. There's ways that you could save money, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you want to be living with other people. Because if you stay in an Airbnb, that's like a shared house versus an Airbnb that's just your place, your space only, that is a good thing to ask about in advance. And that will come up as you're asking questions of budget and alone time. How do you feel about us living in the same room as six other people versus how do you feel about 
maybe us having our own room, but it's a shared guest house and we all eat breakfast together. Talking about things like this, the more that you start this conversation in advance, the more things that will come up as you go, and the more you talk, the more you communicate before your trip, I promise you, the better your trip will unfold. The biggest regrets and the biggest mistakes that I made was I didn't talk about it. And so I built this expectation in my mind of what the trip would look like. And so when it didn't end up looking that way, I was really sad. I was hurt. I was offended. And really, a lot of this could have been ironed out if we just had talked about it before we went. So if you thought of another question that I haven't listed here today, please go on to the YouTube video, leave a comment down below explaining, man, you forgot this question, or this is a really good question to ask as well. I'd love for this to be a community where we can help each other out so that we all have the best trips possible. Look out for future episodes where we'll talk about relationships or dating abroad, different visa types, things to look out for, ways to be safe in certain countries. So I really look forward to the next episodes, but until then, safe travels, and I'll see you next time.